Hey y'all, so check it, check it, check it, check it out. I just came across a new clothing line that is amazing. It is Jupiter's Art. This is a clothing line for non-binary people, right? So the clothes are genderless and uh, they are also sustainable. Um, There's carbon offset and they don't add anything negative to the environment. And they're also um, an ethical company with fair pay for their employees. And they welcome uh, anyone in the spectrum of LGBT and race. It is owned by people of color and they deserve your attention. You can find Jupiter's Art on Instagram, on TikTok, and you can search for them on Google and find the website. It is amazing. Check it, check it, check it out. Wait till you see this jacket. Oh my God. It it is amazing. Y'all, you got to peep it. Jupiter's Art. Check it. Hey, y'all. You ever heard of an amazing young woman by the name of Zinzi Smith? Well, I have. And her and I had just an amazing conversation on Beyonce's internet. I will have you know that 20-year-old Zinzi Smith has her own black woman-owned business for an entire year now teaching spin classes. And let me tell you, she's enthusiastic. She wants the world to know that she's ready to help you shed them pounds from Thanksgiving and Christmas and help you keep up that New Year's resolution that all of us middle-aged people like to make while we're still making them. So I, for one, am going to try and take one of her classes, just $15 for an online class with Zinzi Smith. She also teaches in person in studios in Brooklyn and in Queens and NYC. And all around, I got to tell you, I am just in awe of her. So you can reach out to her on Spin With Zin. That's Spin With Z-I-N on TikTok and on Instagram. And let her know that you heard it here on Black Fluid Poets Podcast. And you're trying to shed them pounds and keep up that New Year's resolution. You feel me? So give her a shout out. Let me know how it went. Hey, y'all. Have you ever heard of Old Gods of Appalachia? Well, if you haven't, you have now. Let me tell you. This is a horror anthology podcast, and it is absolutely amazing. They have characters. They have actors. They have different people doing voiceovers. It is so ridiculously dope. Y'all got to check this out. Um... I'm, I'm like, I'm enthralled. I'm, I I can't stop listening to it. This shit is crazy. And I got to tell you, all the actors are, they're straight, they're queer, they're black, they're of color, they're male, they're female, they're they, thems, they, thems. They just, this thing is so diverse, man. And, and there's, there's actually some poets involved with this that I actually admire. So this is a big deal. Y'all got to check out Old Gods of Appalachia wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, y'all. It's your fam. It's Black Fluid Poet, a.k.a. John S. Blake, coming to you live from Los Angeles. (sighs) 
I didn't want to record a podcast. Hell, I don't even want to talk. Y'all, I've been trying to figure out what the hell my problem has been for weeks. And it's come to my conclusion that my problem is I'm just sad. There is... There's so much going on at one time in the world now with social media. You find out everything in real time. And if you're an academic, you know, you're making, you're tying A and B together with what the, you know, United States press doesn't put out versus what it does put out. And you're realizing that the more important stories are the ones you're not hearing about. So you go down the rabbit hole trying to find those and you end up finding other stories. And the whole thing gets really overwhelming. Um, and I wish that I was just sad about that. The truth is I'm still sad about Tyree Nichols. I try to imagine what it must be like to just be driving home and next thing you know, you're getting yanked out of a car and beaten to death. I mean, that's that's the whole story. Tyree Nichols was driving home, got yanked out of the car by the police. And when he tried to survive it, they killed him. That's a lot. That's a lot to wrap my brain around. That's a lot to imagine every day when I'm leaving the house. But then, you know... I, we're not afforded a lot of time. So then we get to talking about, you know, the State of the Union address and how our president is a proud capitalist and, you know, how there are politicians that want to get rid of Medicaid and Social Security. And the whole time you're just like, dude, we just want a living wage. I just want to see homeless families have a place to live and be able to afford to live. I just want sick people to see a doctor. That's all I want. And I want the smartest of us, those of us with the greatest intellectual potential to be able to go to college without putting themselves in the hole 200 grand. See, and I don't think that's too much to ask. And I'm being called a scary socialist for this. And it's like, are you serious, dude? Like, and I'm starting to see that more and more people are coming to terms with how socialism is not a bad word. And that's a good start. But it's just a start. I'm trying to find a way to wedge hope into my day. And lately, I've had a hard time. You know, and even though my marriage was toxic, today, today I miss... I miss what my wife and I had before things got bad. I don't know, maybe because it's Valentine's Day or maybe it's just because it's fucking Tuesday and I'm, the dating scene is a nightmare and I'm tired of dating apps and... Maybe I'm just tired. And that's okay, too. I just can't spend my life sleeping. But I'm tired of disappointment. I'm tired of mean people in politics. I'm, I'm tired of... I'm tired of racism 
putting on a new disguise and coming out a whole nother way with like anti-wokeness. Anti-wokeness is just racism with a pretty bow on it for somebody so that we're not talking about any particular race. But the truth is, black people are getting too successful for too many people. It's it's ironic. Well, not to me anyway, but I think it's ironic in general that we are moving into this anti-woke culture war that has everything to do with learning. It has everything to do with reading. It has everything to do with knowing history. And this is happening simultaneously with black women being the highest educated demographic in our country. I think that's too much of a coincidence. You know, I think if if black women were the strongest swimmers, if, if black women was the demographic that are the strongest swimmers, swimming would become illegal. That's that's how it works. Swimming would then be illegal. Um you know, when black people started going to college and college was free, you know, it took Ronald Reagan being the governor of California to start charging. And now that charging hasn't stopped anyone, hasn't stopped black people in particular from becoming the highest educated demographic in the country. Well, now we're just going to dispel with everything that they've learned, like African-American studies. We're going to dispel with queer studies and queer theory. We're going to dispel with critical race theory. <laughs> it's hilarious. And the and something that for me comes full circle is DeSantis wanting to get rid of AP African-American studies because they talk about Dr. Angela Y. Davis and her views on communism and socialism and ironically it was Angela Dr. Angela Y. Davis who was going toe-to-toe with the whole Governor Reagan administration from the state of California back in the day I mean the irony is just amazing to me DeSantis wants to be another Nixon another Trump but you know with the feeble attempt at being a little smoother and a little smarter than Trump. Um, It's not working. He wants to be another Reagan. But I think the difference that DeSantis doesn't understand the difference between voters during the Nixon era, voters during the Reagan era, and voters during the Trump era even, is that DeSantis won't have enough votes. Because the largest demographic of voters in the next election cycle are Gen Z. Conservatives are screwed. And I think they know it, and I think they're trying as best they can to set laws and statues and um, trying to create an atmosphere that's convenient for them as soon as possible. Because I think, you know political scientists on the right, they're well aware of the fact that things are about to change drastically in this country in the next 20 years. And I'm here for it. I can't wait to see what happens. I think what what bothers the right is that we're talking via social media, you know, um, in activist groups, in, you know, book clubs we're getting together 
and like-minded individuals are starting to create plans on how to make this country a better place, moving it further left. And they see it slipping out of their fingers. (sighs) They just keep trying, though, don't they? They just keep trying. They're trying to destroy the public education system. They're trying to get rid of certain aspects of history. They're trying to get rid of certain theories. They're trying to erase queer people from bookshelves in schools. And the more they try to do this, the more obvious it is, at least to people like me, that they're losing. You know, there's this old saying that if whoever, whoever tries to bite somebody during a fight is losing the fight. Because, I mean, that's just a, a desperate move. <laughs> and Republicans are losing the fight. Conservatives are losing the fight for this country. Um, and we're moving into a direction that is unknown to us. And it's definitely going to be uncomfortable, but I think we're heading in a beautiful direction. But right now I'm just sad. I got a good job. I got shelter. It's not my favorite place, but it's okay. I have friends, though not in close proximity at least, but I have friends. I'm loved. I feel alone, and I think it's because of my thoughts. I think I feel alone in my thoughts. I think I feel like I don't, I feel like I don't want to enjoy any aspect of my life until I can enjoy all aspects of my life. And it's kind of like throwing a tantrum, an adulting tantrum. Like, I got a good job, I got a nice place to stay, I got good friends, but since I'm not romantically involved with anyone, I just want to be mad. Um, I'm mad that I miss my wife. I'm mad that I miss what we had. Because I know she doesn't care. And I know on her side, she can give a shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm angry that I feel like... I feel like the person who still has feelings loses... You know, the person who can walk away and just kind of, you know, swipe their shoulder, brush their shoulder off and keep it moving. I feel like they're the winner when a relationship ends. Even though there's a spiritually centered part of me that knows that's that's not true. And in fact, me still having feelings about the relationship shows that I still held on to my humanity. But then there's a whole nother perspective of who gives a shit. Why does it even matter? The relationship's over. Over. God. It's taken me four years to realize my marriage is over. Isn't that weird? I think that's why I haven't been able to date. Like, I just, I feel like I'm supposed to be married still. You know, like... I gave my word at the altar. I meant what I said. I kept my word during our marriage. And now I don't know how to put it back. I don't know how to 
not worry about not being faithful because I don't have anybody to be quote-unquote faithful to. I don't know how to start a relationship with a new person anymore. Like, It's so strange. At 52 years old, I can't figure out how to have a conversation anymore. I don't know how conversations even happen anymore. I feel like after hello and how are you, nobody knows what to fucking say. and Nobody even knows how to stay on the phone or when to say goodbye even. It's like we just... I feel like saying goodbye in a phone conversation is like grieving now. I feel like I don't know when you and I are ever going to have the time to have a conversation like this again. And I really don't want to get off the phone, but I should get off the phone because we've been on the phone long enough. But what is long enough? Long enough has changed since we've all started texting and social media swiping that like having a conversation on the phone feels awkward. It feels like we're not supposed to be on the phone. It feels like, you know what it feels like? It feels like I'm on break from work. And I'm having this conversation that's really enjoyable. And I feel like I should be worried about getting back to work. Like I've been off off break long enough. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm breaking a rule having a conversation. Like I'm supposed to be doing something else when I'm enjoying the company of another person. If that's not capitalism torturing me, I don't know what is. And I'm that's the other I'm tired of of tired of working so hard just to live just to exist like I have to work my whole fucking week seven days a week just to have a place to fall asleep in so I can go back to work and I don't think this was the plan back in the beginning but this is where we are now and it's a disturbing place presently seeing so many people living outdoors that don't want to live outdoors people hunted for their sexuality and their gender. They're trying to make an all-white court system for white residents of Mississippi. The state of Missouri just allowed children to own firearms. Someone at the state house in Missouri suggested a law that banned children from having firearms. And the state house voted against it. Like, are you kidding? Like, are you really going to take your five-year-old deer hunting with you? Toting an AR-15? Like, is that really the plan? What, what good comes from allowing children to have firearms? I, I don't, I don't, I don't. This is why I get sad, y'all. I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I don't, this is why I'm an English major, because the math don't be mathing. Let me tell y'all. It is two weeks into Black History Month. And I feel like this Black History Month, we're warring. We're warring against the anti-wokeness, we're warring against the anti-critical race theory people, we're warring against the anti-African-American studies people. Is, is, it, is it ever not going to be a fight? Is it ever, ever going to be just existing? Just like... I, I, here in a perfect world, right? A white politician says to a black activist, yo, we fucked up. And the black activist is like, word, you really did. It really hurt. 
but hey, we're here and we're talking. And the white politician's like, yo, well, look, here's all this money that we owed y'all. And the black activist is like, word, thank you so much. This is going to do a lot of good in our communities. And maybe this could, this could help us put everything in the past. And the white politician says, yeah, that's the point. And we're going to like really do stuff to acknowledge like more than just signs. And like, we need to have like, you know, a day of reckoning with slavery and um, a day of reckoning with Jim Crow. And, you know, like really sincerely, sincerely do something different, you know? And then the black activist is like, you know what? White people are cool, man. We got this. And, you know, the politician who's trusted by a lot of people on the right go, you know what? Black people were right about all the shit that they, they've been complaining about. They were right. And we need to fucking just make this shit happen and put this all behind us. And then this amazing thing happens. People start healing. That that would be that would be beautiful if people could just start healing. If like the the alpha males of the world could just be like, you know what? Rape is fucked up. And it's mostly us doing it, and we need to fucking acknowledge this shit and not do it anymore. I mean, you know, I could dream, can't I? <laughs> uh, but, you know, telling you all of this makes me less sad. Because this is really what's been going on with me. I just am tired of living in a world where people are hurting so much all around me. And I don't want to be the one making people feel better, you know, all the time necessarily you know like a lot of people say hey, thanks to you i'm going back to school thanks to you i got out of this relationship thanks to you i don't want to kill myself but like there's got to be more of us there's, there's got to be more people you know who are in the dark corners in the recesses you know who still haven't really tapped into their ability to like bring beauty into the world but they need to start they need to start making tiktoks and writing books and making songs and poems. And I feel like these times are so dark that every single creative needs to be on the front line to make things pretty, make things beautiful, make things palatable. We need creation. We need other forms of creation besides pregnancy. We need to create colors and comfort and, and create joy and, and possibility that has something to do with anything but money. We need to just reach out and hug the people closest to us and remind them that we love them, even when we're stressed the fuck out. I feel like all conversations should start with I love you. I feel like if all conversations started with I love you, we would be in a better place. Could you imagine if the officer who opened up Tyree Nichols' car door started with I love you? I love y'all. I'll talk to you later.